simply syndicated movie news. That works was, for me. I was going to say the exact same thing. There we don't. You go. It's, a, it's basically dropping the word show because it's unnecessary. It streamlines it, and we can drop the the network name in there even better. Okay, sorry. What was that one again? Then simply syndicated movies or movie news. SSMN. That sounds like a network. That that sounds like a, a news network. It does. SSMN. Actually works. SSMN correspondence. Yeah, I like it now. Actually, the noise made a difference. I don't know what to tell you, but the noise genuinely made a difference. Okay, so so any uh, recording session where Jen is not here, we're going to have to have someone else be ready to make that. <laughs> yeah, if, if I ever lose confidence in the name, we need the noise. Simply syndicated towers in the United Kingdom, and from our intrepid reporters throughout the United States, comes all the movie news that's fit to listen to. This is Simply Syndicated Movie News. Hello listeners, welcome to the Simply Syndicated Movie News. This is episode one of a new show. Clearly, I, I have no idea how to start this, but I'll, I'll begin by introducing you to everybody who's here. Uh, hello, right, where shall I start? I'm just... Jen, hello. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> oh, just fine. It's a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we're starting a new show, and we're talking about movies. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here and be podcasting more with you. And hey. uh, we have Admiral uh, Marius is here. Oh God! Another show I'm on. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Get everywhere, you don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I ended one show in the hopes of getting some life back, and now I'm doing what five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I didn't. It, it didn't make sense to me either. But you know, <laughs> whatever you want to do, that's cool. That's, that's just cool. what they'd expect me to do. So exactly. And last not but <laughs> certainly not least, we have Scott here. I am sure that I had something witty prepared yesterday, but it's gone. It's too late now. That's it. Oh, well. Well, we're here to talk about movie news, and this has kind of sprung out of the idea that we kept doing live shows and ended up talking about movie news. So here we are. This makes perfect sense to me. I'm totally on board with the idea. And uh, goodness knows what we're going to do on slow weeks on Tech It or Leave It from now on. But hey. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so. It'll be a 10 minute show. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried that we were going to be uh, taking the knees out from underneath uh, Tech It or Leave It, but. No, we should. This is, this is the correct place for this to happen. <laughs> this is, this well, is right. This, I'm much happier with this. You know, since Jen was on an admiral's table a few weeks ago, uh, and she assured me that y'all weren't talking so much about phones, I tried listening to Tech It or Leave It again. Yeah. And there seems to be no end of phone talk, so you're good. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's just what there is these days. What can we do? What can we do? It's that or Although I have news. to say, your, your Windows 10 show helped me a great deal. Oh, that's good. That's yes. good. Good. Well, movie news then. Movies. This is what we have. We've got a little agenda. Um, no, I do have one thing that's not on the agenda. 
I've got it's lots a, of, a movie review. Okay, I've got I've got lots of things that we've not put on the agenda actually, which is my fault. I apologize for. I will get better at this as things go on. But I think the the big sort of thing that everybody seems to be talking about in terms of movie news this week is the Fantastic Four. That's my review. That's your okay. review. How do you want to play this then? Do you want to talk about it now or do you want to do you can lead with it? Sure. Let's okay. So you've seen it then. I, I saw it. I saw it yesterday. Right. Yesterday? Doesn't matter. I saw it within the last 48 hours. Right. Well, I, I haven't seen it at all. So please go for it. Uh, have, have Jen or Scott, have y'all seen it yet? No, nope. I, I actually don't plan to see it. Okay. Yeah, this Neither. review is going to be my viewing of the film. <laughs> I, I, I will be perfectly frank with you. If we, Hadn't had this show coming up, I wouldn't have bothered because I have a rudimentary knowledge of the Fantastic Four as I have of most superheroes. Growing up as a kid, I knew, you know, Reed Richards. I think Mr. Fantastic is one of the stupidest hero names ever. So I'll just call him Reed Richards. Uh, You know, Sue Storm, Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm, all of that stuff. Uh, I've seen all the previous modern Fantastic Four movies, uh, you know, in in the 2000s. And they were, eh. Um, and so <laughs> I, I was going to ignore this one and then the trailers came out and they looked, they didn't look bad. And, uh, you know, my wife and I really only get to go see movies in the theaters and, or the cinema for, for y'all over there, uh, during the summer when I'm off, because then I can take her, her days off or weird. And, and so then we can go and see like a Thursday matinee, which is the best time to see a movie because no one's there. Um, and so this was kind of our last chance. I go back to work next week. So like, what the hell? How bad can it be? I was actually hoping it would be a massive train wreck so that I could just bash the crap out of it on this show. Um, it wasn't. It, it, it's, eh, it's all right. You know, I was inside. It was air conditioned. It wasn't raining on my head. And I was watching a movie about a guy that can turn on fire and fly around. Um, I, I will say that the first two-thirds of the movie are kind of like wading through a swamp full of mud while hmm. carrying Ben Grimm on your back. Uh, <laughs> I even dozed off a few times. Wow. wow. Man, you're um, selling this a little bit see, too hard. You should, Rick. Not be, you, you, know. <laughs> you should not be dropping off during a superhero origin story. No, no. Well, the, one no. of the reviews that I saw, uh, they said that, yeah, it's similar. The first two-thirds of the movie are very slow, um, and it's a lot of introducing the characters, and, you know, you see them as teenagers and everything else, and then they get their, they go on that space. Is it a space thing, or is it an interdimensional Interdimensional travel. Okay. Yeah. So, and Which then they Reed get Richards powers. invents when he's like 12. <laughs> yeah. So then they do that and they come back and they have their powers. And uh, so then that's the first like two thirds, three quarters of the movie. And then like the last 15, 20 minutes of the film. Oh, we have to save the world. Yeah. It, it's, it, that's not a, that's not an unfair characterization at all. Um, in fact, when the climactic battle happened, I it seemed to me like it was only in, it should have only been in the middle of the movie. And I was like, they're doing an off, they're 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 blowing their 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 you know shooting off the finale awful quick in this film because everything the first two thirds of the movie feels so much like setup 
that by the time the action kicks in, it really feels like it's only the third act. And then it ended. And I was like, it, it, it's done. And part of me was like, oh, wow, that went by fast. And then the rest of me remembered how slow the beginning of the movie felt. Um, it's only an hour and 40 minutes long. So it's not a long movie, which is good. Um, and the, 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 the acting's fine, I thought. The, the story was okay. Uh, the, the, it, it gets really kind of Anakin Padme creepy in that Reed meets Sue when she's like 12 and then we do seven years later and suddenly she's 21. I'm not quite sure how that works out, but they, then she's all like enamored of him and stuff. It's, it's kind of gross at points, Mm. (laughs) but, uh, you know, I know that, that Carlos hated it. And, you know, usually when I like a movie, he hates it. When he likes a movie, I hate it. There's kind of, we rarely meet in the middle on movies. Um, but, uh, I guess maybe if you're a big fan of the Fantastic Four in the comics, eh, this is probably terrible. I, I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, I really hope they put, if they do another one, I really hope they put Ben Grimm in some pants. Is uh, he not in pants? He's no. not, no. Once he's the thing, it's just rock butt all over the place. Although, granted, he's like a Ken doll from the front. A big <coughs> well, that Ken was, doll made of rocks. That was my next question. Is there a little... <laughs> is there a little... <laughs> no. no, we don't have Dr. Manhattan going on here. No. 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 <laughs> However, I would say there, you know, unlike some of the bigger uh, uh, superhero movies where if you're going to see it, see it in the cinema so you can get the big the big screen effect. There is no reason to see this movie on the big screen. There's nothing we haven't seen before. There's nothing that, that says you should go out and spend eight, 10, 15, 20 bucks uh, to go sit in a room with a bunch of other people and see this. If you're interested at all, wait for it to hit Netflix, watch it for a couple of bucks. Just so if there's more movies, which I'm not so sure it's not doing so great box office, you've got the background on that, but I really can't recommend it or not recommend it. It was just a real solid meh. Wow. That's a shame considering the director did Chronicle and I actually liked Chronicle. Um, It's currently sat at 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. But that's just, that's just the critics. (laughs) The uh, fans have it at 28%. Uh, Still not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at an article here on Screen Rant that says it is the worst reviewed Marvel, uh, Marvel movie ever. No. Worse than the first two Fantastic Fours, really? I, yeah. I tried to watch the Roger Corman one last night, and I made it 21 minutes in and had to turn it off. The Roger oh, Corman wow. one, which is that? That's a, the, one, the really that's, bad one from the 90s. That's 1994. The one from 1994 with a budget of $1 million. Isn't that the one that they made just so they didn't lose the rights? That's yeah. correct. Yep. And it was actually never intended to be properly released or anything like that. Some people thought that it was intended for release, but behind the scenes, it it was never really meant to to be put out. They meant to make the movie for a million dollars. And this is what actually happened. They made the, the movie for a million and that, while it never getting released, it secured the, I think the producer um, or the director, um, the chance to make a Fantastic Four movie with a larger budget of, I want to say, $60 million. Right. Um, which either that never happened or it took that long for it to become 
the uh, Tim story, uh, Fantastic Four with Chris Evans. It's worth pointing out that that film, the 1994 Fantastic Four, is currently sat at 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. See, that tells you something right there. I was going to say, <laughs> at least the Doctor Doom stuff made a hell of a lot more sense than this new one did. <laughs> what was, what, what's the Doctor Doom stuff? Okay. Uh, spoiler, if you give a shit, but you shouldn't. Um, spoiler for a 20-year-old Fantastic Four movie that never got released? Okay. Well, no, the, the new one. Oh, the new one. Okay. Oh, oh, you mean the, in the original one? Now, I don't, I don't know about the comics. Were, were Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom always friends? No yes. idea. At the beginning? Yes, they were. Okay. So, in, in the Corman movie, they're, they're working together to create, because Colossus, whatever the hell that is, is going to pass through the Earth's atmosphere, and they're going to capture its, its power. And Reed says, no, we, our calculations aren't right. And Victor's like, fuck you. Yes, they are. Are, are we being naughty on this one? By all means. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I am so bad. I've got to stop being such a potty mouth. I, I don't I... have the means to control myself, so I can't <laughs> impose these rules on anybody else. There you go. Um, and so, of course, the, 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 the thing hits the atmosphere and the machinery blows up and it fries Victor. And they're all told he's dead, but his Latvian minions who, I guess he's a Latvian prince or something, uh, they, they take him and, and revive him. And then the next thing we see, he's in the helmet and he's, you know, suddenly got a different voice and, and stuff like that. Now, oh, the Latvians um, are always doing shit like that. That's oh, so them. <laughs> uh, in the new movie, uh, again, Reed, well, Reed and Victor aren't exactly friends. They're more like rivals working on this same project. And they all go into this other dimension, but of course everything heads south and the place starts blowing up and uh, Victor falls off a cliff into this land of energy and they're like, okay, he's dead, let's all go home. And then a year later they find him and he's fused to his environment suit, which makes him look more like a crash test dummy than Dr. Doom with the, the big metal face thing. Um, I, you know... The, the thing that gets me with, with all of these comic book movies is you've got a story already made. Why do you fuck with it all the time? Well, okay, to put this into perspective, for since I don't think, Rick, you've, you've read the ultimate version of Fantastic Four, they took oh. this mostly from the ultimate storyline, which, number one, made the characters a lot younger. Number yeah. two, uh, it changed all things. That's why they have that Sue was adopted in this version. It's from the Ultimus version, though I don't remember if uh, Johnny is black or not in the Ultimates, but I do know that one of them is adopted. Mm-hmm. I, believe, I believe that Human Torch in the Ultimate uh, Universe is white. Googling. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> and and th- this is... Um, what Marvel seems to be doing pretty much across the board. Most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we see, um, most everything in there, in these movies, uh, has strong roots in the Ultimate Universe rather than the um, original mainstream mm-hmm. 616 universe. Yeah. The new Spider- the Amazing Spider-Man stuff is, mo- is mostly taken from the Ultimates version. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, X-Men, they're t- sticking, they're kind of going off on their own direction. Uh, but that's Fox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, so, is, Johnny Storm, is, is Johnny Storm a douche in every incarnation of this? He starts out as a douche, but then he gets, he kind of tones down a bit. Okay, because it seems like every 
every one of the new movies, it's it's always Johnny Storm is the hothead and the and the, the asshole and the bad kid and stuff. And this is no exception. Hothead. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I didn't do that on purpose. But. Well, I know in in the other movies, Chris Evans kind of took it up to eleven as far as douchiness. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was kind of funny, considering a few years later he ends up playing the poster boy of, of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Uh, <laughs> basically playing the Marvel version of Superman. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's always been kind of a, a douche. Uh, he does get better. He, he tones down a lot as, as the uh, group progresses and gets older. Because um, in some of the later stuff, they've done some, you know alternate timeline Marvel legend blah 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 and he's he's actually the, becomes the leader of the group um, yeah there's this short uh, thing that they did called Fantastic Five or Fab, Fab Five or whatever uh, where he's the leader um, Ben is still there uh, Franklin which is Sue and Reed's kid he's part of the group and a couple other folks and it's five of them but yeah Johnny is the leader of the group because Reed and, and Sue have disappeared and they don't even tell you what happened to them until like way later in the story unfortunately the uh, issues only lasted like 20-30 issues uh, which was a shame. They did a lot of they did this before they did the ultimate stuff. They did. Let's see, we're going to get onto this when we start doing the comic book show. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, they did these storylines where it was what would happen if the original characters that you knew had kids and their kids grew up and they started doing their stuff as far as whatnot. So that's where Super Spider Girl came from, Fantastic Five, um, <clears throat> a couple other ones. I think they had an X-Men version too, but I don't remember. Uh, but X-Men had their own stuff. They had X-Factor, Gen X, you name it. They did all these offshoot uh, stories, but uh, the one that really took off was Spider Girl. So that one actually stuck around. It was it was uh, uh, Peter's daughter, and she had inherited the powers from him. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, and I can't remember if MJ was still around or she died. But uh, yeah, uh, his daughter, who I cannot remember her name. But she I think was, was. I think it was May. Was it May? That's right. He named her after his his aunt, um, and uh, she is, I think, fifteen or sixteen when the comic starts. But she ends up uh, inheriting his powers, and she realizes it. And so she's technically a mutant, not a mutate like her dad. And uh, she ends up making her own costume and running around and doing stuff. And in that version, Peter has put up the costume because he lost a leg. Uh, and he's becoming, a, I believe, a forensic scientist for the police. Uh, and they don't know who he is or anything, except for Ben Yurick, who Ben Yurick is there and actually works with him. And Anyway, what I'm trying to say... <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I worked at a comic book store for four years. I had to, I mean, I had to know all these storylines for my job. I actually got paid to read comics for a living. It was great. And, uh, Listeners, we hope you have enjoyed episode one of Excelsior, the simplest indicated comic book podcast. <laughs> 
which will be coming soon, yeah. by the way. Um, anyway, getting back to... <laughs> I'm just saying that they did all this stuff, and, and Johnny does eventually cool down, and he's not quite as much of an asshole. Okay. There, there is one scene in the movie that I think is exemplary, and I have to point it out. They finally, in a film, show air ducts that aren't like six feet square. <laughs> That's <Okay>. good. <laughs> but of course, of course, it's, yeah. The whole point of it is so that that Reed Richards can spaghettify himself and crawl down an air duct. But it was like we're watching it, and I went, "Hey, honey, look! It's an air duct that's actually the size of an air duct. Cool." Funny you there should you mention go. that. I will come back to that in a film I want to talk about in a little bit. Um, okay. But that exact issue was raised for me this week mm. in a positive way. Um, okay. I'll keep you hanging for that because it's gonna. <laughs> there's an anticlimax for later. <laughs> Great. Well, should we move on to the Fantastic Four X Men not crossover? Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen now, is it? Yeah. Um, from the sounds of it, it's not. They they seem to be okay with crossing over Deadpool with the X Men, but well, for whatever reason, they don't want to cross X Men with Fantastic Four. And when I first read that story, and li- listeners, here's the gist of the story. The headline says it all. Um, uh, Fantastic Four X Men franchises will not be crossing over. The end. Boom. Done. And when I first read the story, I took that as an indication that Fox did not have a lot of confidence in this new Fantastic Four film. If they're already scuttling plans to cross it over with their, um, you know, more or less successful X-Men franchise. Yeah, I don't think they want to ruin X-Men, quite frankly. I think they already did. It was called, you know, X-Men 3. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's come back a bit i mean the last one was good you know yeah. um mm-hmm. what what is the deal with like fastbender staying around for future ones and stuff like that well, that- he's How do you mean? Stuff. Uh, i know that he's getting ready to do the uh, assassin's creed movie see that but- is very anticipated in our house I happen to know someone who's very much looking forward to seeing Michael Fassbender. About as much as I do. Yeah, very excited about that concept. Very excited. She's already started complaining about stuff. Oh (laughs) dear. Well, I have to be playing this character because if if he's not, it just won't make sense. Other things that I don't know about because I've not played the game. She loves it though. She's played all of them. I haven't owned every, every. Video game based film so far has remained so faithful to the source material. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well. And you know, I, they seem to do so well in the box office. Have you noticed that? I think they peaked with <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a genuinely good film based on a computer game, and there are none. Actually, uh, Sands of Time was not bad. What, what's the one with Mila Jovovich? What's that series? Resident, um, Evil. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Those weren't that, terrible. That, the first one was okay, then they just went downhill, and they're actually making another one. Yeah, but Mila Jovovich. <laughs> Have you seen Ultraviolet? The whole film. <laughs> okay, yes. We did. We actually got 45 minutes into that piece of shit and turned it off. I apologize. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, am, I am looking at a list of, of movies based on games, and it's not a good list of films. <laughs> Double Dragon, Sans, Sans, Street Fighter, yeah. Mortal Kombat, Wing Commander. The first Mortal Kombat was fun. 
Yeah, all Tomb three of those Tomb movies, Tomb Raider. Richard, all three of those movies that you listed are movies that I will watch at the drop of a hat. Because oh, I dude, think that you they have are. no room to talk. <laughs> they, well, no, no, I'm not claiming that they're any good. No, <laughs> but they are entertaining as hell to watch. Actually, because I will. Seen, have you guys seen the web series that they did? There's two of them of Mortal. Oh, Kombat. the Mortal Kombat. Yes, that they was are nice. awesome. The ones with Jerry Ryan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw the. First, how many were there? There were like, there's two there? series. There's two series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I think is what eight episodes, and the second oh. one is I think another eight or nine. Um, the first series is introducing all, a lot of the characters. Actually, the one they did for Raiden is phenomenal. It's amazing. You have to watch it. Uh, I, but, I saw like the first two episodes and then lost touch somehow. I didn't realize it kept going. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, he did a full season of the first. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, and then the second season, they bring in Kung Lao, uh, Liu Kang, and a couple others, um, and they expand a little bit more on uh, Katana and Melina, and kind of start doing the actual tournaments. Um, It's, it's, uh, unfortunately, no Jerry Ryan in the second season. Well, she's uh, also busy doing doing like real work for a while. Well, hey, yeah, but uh, also the two episodes that they did for Scorpion and uh, Sub Zero were very, very well done in the first season. I have to tell you all that this list of movies based on computer games goes into the future, and there are some names on here that make me think, "Oh, don't make that." Oh, they're going to do a Last of Us movie. They're uh, planning on it already. Oh, that's one of the better ones. That is one of the better ones on the list. I what, I've never heard of that game. Angry Birds. <gasps> Angry Birds is getting a movie <laughs> slated for release May twentieth, twenty sixteen. Angry Birds, a whole film. Um, Plants vs Zombies. This is Ooh. just that, that, that could actually, if they do it animated, that has some potential. But we'll see. Check this one. Well, check this one. Tetris. Yeah, I heard about that. I, yeah, so did I. Yeah. So well, the Last of Us is a good one on this list, really. Well, well, that that could set up for a nice double feature. This is pulling another story from the from our show agenda this week. A double feature of Tetris and Pez. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a Pez <laughs> movie. <laughs> Sorry, where, where is that on here? Is that um? They for you know, it, it's oh yeah, I see near the top. There we go. Yeah, they're doing a Pez movie. It's yeah. <laughs> It sounds like Shooting. a. You can't do it, a it, it sounds movie. like a, a bastardized sequel to Small Soldiers. That's the only thing I can think of for Pez. I You're just what little Pez dispensers popping around with their with their tops flapping up and down. Talk, I, I can't conceive I of what would be a film for that unless well, it was a film about people who liked Pez dispensers. Well, I mean, heck, people didn't think a Lego movie would do any well either, and it did. I, I well, that, but that's not true <laughs> because Lego Lego had a a history behind it of all of these awesome video games. Yeah, you know I am not a video game player at all, but I love Lego Star Wars. It is good, and <laughs> and so they had this. They already had something set up that they could pull from to do a movie out of. A, a Lego movie made sense when I heard about it. It was like, oh, okay. I even now I watched it. During a a horrific, absolutely horrific time that I was stuck on airplanes and airports back in back in uh, March. Um, so while it was keeping me sane, I don't remember a whole lot of it because I was 
furious most of the time. Uh, so I, I, I enjoy, I, I can't say I enjoyed it because I was having a terrible time with the world in general. Uh, but what the fuck are you going to do with Pez? Exactly. At least with Lego, it's a creative toy. You know, things are built out of Lego and they really play on that in the, the films and stuff like that. But Pez is just a... It's not even... I hate them as it is. So what's the point? <laughs> what, what is that? Why you put a bar- I put the sweets in the thing. Can't I just eat the sweets? No, I have to put them in the thing and then one at a time and they taste like chalk. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're not nice, are they? They're, they're, I don't know. Like, I've never eaten one. Never really? ever put a Pez candy in my mouth. They're not no. like spit it out horrible, but you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not saying you well, must go out and get some. You, okay, uh, Rick, have you ever had sweet tarts? Yes. They're like sweet tarts. Oh, okay, yuck. <laughs> yeah, you see, <laughs> yeah, it, they're not even nice. It's compacted chalky sugar, and that, that's. That, that, that's all there is to it. I I remember enjoying them when I was a kid because I liked the novelty of being able to pull them out of the dispenser one at a time. But then as I got older, I found myself thinking, this is too much work just to get this candy. Just put it in my face. You also realize once you're a bit bigger that you can just eat a whole packet in one go. And it's not <laughs> it's not too much. They're such small packets. You know? And then I would immediately regret it because, well, well, then you just they, they don't taste good. Yeah, <laughs> and you've got no more sweets and this stupid little plastic thing that does nothing. It does. Th- you, you, you know what I realized about Pez when I hit about sixteen or seventeen was that they were dirt cheap ways for my folks to put shit in our stocking. Yeah, that's how I uh-huh. got mine. It was a stocking stuffer. So yeah. you've you've owned them and still never had the sweets. I, I have a full set of Star Trek Pez dispensers that I think my wife gave me uh they're in a box somewhere uh that was like oh cool hang on i have i have <laughs> a set away and never opened it. <laughs> i have a set of star trek pez dispensers i wonder if we have the same set probably it's is it original series it is yeah <laughs> there you the go. coolest thing i ever saw done with that is that the year they came out somebody made a menorah out of them and it was going <laughs> really? around right. the internet <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know anyone that's ever went, mmm, Pez, my favorite candy. Oh, God, no. No, they're <laughs> the, not. The inventor of Pez. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. If, so, <laughs> if you're with someone who claims that Pez is their favorite candy, move away. <laughs> Slowly, no sudden movements, just start edging away from them because they're clearly a bit wonky. That's That's the best way to put it. Well, what else do we have? Now, this, this reminds and this may not go anywhere because has anyone seen Pixels? God, no, no, no. Okay, and <coughs> I heard I it haven't was either. Horrible. I heard I, it was- I, the, the funniest thing I've ever read was a review of Pixels. I didn't read it. It was a, a, a video. I, I forget who it was. It was a dude who who has like a, a YouTube channel. He does movie reviews. I, I think I know the one you mean. I'm looking it up now because I, I watched it, the same one. It is hilariously angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, was, uh, he was a little upset. Yeah. I want to say movie, rev- movie review Bob. Or that sounds right, Something yeah. like, it's, he had Bob in the name. God, I'm just going through my YouTube history and I watched some crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we were already warned. I mean, even on... on- Take it or leave what we've talked about, how bad Adam Sandler movies have been the past few years, and just they should 
just go ahead and not give him a movie deal ever again. Yes. <laughs> like, sorry, Adam Sandler, but I'm not, he's making crap. Yet there comes a point where, like, there's being nice and there's pretending, and we're I've, I, we're out of tolerance for Adam Sandler now. It's like, dude, pack it in. Just well, we're out of tolerance for M Night Shyamalan too, and they keep giving him movie deals. That's true. Why does that keep happening? It's he uh, has no gag reflex. It's movie Bob reviews on uh, YouTube, okay. by the way. Movie Bob. Okay. Um, I I don't want to see this film. I got excited when I saw the first trailer because it might be fun, but on hearing about what they've done and how they are and that sort of thing, and I keep. For some reason, now is the time for lots of stories about what a bastard Adam Sandler actually is in real life to come out. Um, and so I've read a lot about the man that makes me really not like him. I've never liked him. Never, ever, ever. And so this is just the world finally catching up to me. In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was kind of when I stuck with him because I was a fan of him from sort of the Billy Madison uh, Happy Gilmore days. And I defended him longer than I should have done. And it was Grown Ups that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. Because it was, it, now you're clearly not even trying. There was no attempt to make a good film there. You just went on holiday with your mates and had somebody else pay for it, didn't you? Like, well, okay, this this really ages me. Do you guys remember an MTV show called Remote Control? Oh, yeah. He was on that. Colin That's Quinn right. Yeah, yeah, Colin Quinn was is great, and he's in a movie recently. I think he's in that train wreck movie. He's in that playing hmm. the dad or something. Uh, but anyway, yeah, very first time I ever saw Adam Sandler, he was a bit player on Remote Control, and of course, then he got the Saturday Night Live gig. Uh, he was actually funny then. <laughs> this is it. We, we've seen Adam Sandler be funny. This is why he's able to hurt us over and over again. He's, he's, you know, he's the abusive husband that will never do it again. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. So like, oh, I remember a time when it was so good between us, Adam, and <laughs> then you changed. It wasn't me that changed. You changed. You got back. Oh, actually, no. I think the problem is I changed and he's still making the same pure aisle crap he was 20 years ago. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what the problem is. And um, this would be the perfect moment to drop in a soundbite from the wedding singer of him shouting into the uh, intercom and <laughs> coming right back to it and say, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> See, actually, wedding singer, that I was like a good that, one. Was a, that was a really good one. Of course, it's a lot of nostalgia from the 80s as well. But um, now you see, there's a movie that everyone says, What about the wedding singer? I hated that fucking movie. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Why? It was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was an hour to... All right. All right. Another one that people seem like. Big Daddy. Oh, hate that film. It's Jake, no, Jake Lloyd again film. as well. Isn't it? I, you know... Oh, no, it's not when, Jake Lloyd. When, uh, no, I when, not. I was, when I was younger and, and wasn't married and stuff, and I, I had a, a, had friends that I actually hung out with <laughs> before, before baby... Um, we all got together at a friend's house and uh, they wanted to watch Big Daddy. And I was like, all right, I don't like Adam Sandler, but I'll, I'll suck it up. Well, you know, we're a group, you know, we have usually have fun no matter what we're watching. I think about a half hour in, I went, excuse me. And I went out and I sat outside for the next hour and a half until they were done watching it. I rather, I would, I preferred sitting outside doing nothing. And I didn't have any, any book or anything. I was just sitting outside smoking cigarettes and being bored was better than watching that damn movie. 
I, I would agree with you. It was an awful movie. The kid in it eventually became the kid who played Ross's son in Friends. That's what I'm confused with. Mm. Wasn't Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, of course, no. was in Jingle All The Way. And now prison, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just got a driving infraction or something. All right. Now, see, now, I feel so sorry for him because people give him so much shit because he sucked when he was 11. <laughs> I do and I don't. How fair is that? I, I, I think it's a bizarre thing that there's this person who never did anything to harm me. He doesn't know I exist. He he was just a kid and someone said, would you like to be Anakin, in Sky- Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars? And like there's anyone who would say no to that. How can I hate him as much as I do? But I do. And I don't know where it comes from. It's bizarre. <laughs> He's- well, it's it's well, because it's it's a combination of our being angry at... Uh, George Lucas for writing the script that he wrote um, angry at uh, the actor for not being able to pull off that horrible dialogue and uh, anger with just the the movie as a whole for what it was doing to our beloved franchise. And the unfortunate thing for young Jake Lloyd is he is literally the face of it. He's a very convenient target for all of our anger, all of our ire and disappointment. We can just very easily put it off onto, boom, that guy. It's easier to blame that one actor. Let me put this in perspective for everybody, and maybe we we can cut Jake a little bit of slack. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Samuel L. Jackson and Natalie Portman are very good at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And George Lucas, as a director, fucked them up. Yep. Well, you can and McGregor we blame- too. I mean, you mm-hmm. and McGregor can actually act too, and look what yeah. happened to him. That's a separate <laughs> like, issue for me. You know, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely so right. If Lucas can make competent, experienced actors look like shit. What is he going to do to an 11 year old? Exactly. You, you you are right. It's it's totally unjustified anger. I'm not in any way defending it, but I want to punch him in the face. I can't. <laughs> and I I feel the same way about Hayden Christensen for the same reason. Now and he, he is. Yeah, well, he actually deserves to be punched in the face. I, 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 I don't I, know. I think my anger towards him is equally unjustified. He's not a bad person. He doesn't hurt people. He, you know, he's he just he's just a guy in a film. And again, like you wouldn't fucking be Anakin Skywalker if George Lucas found you <laughs> up. You do it now, knowing all that you know. If he, if you asked him, yeah. George, is this going to be better than the Phantom Menace? And he went, I actually don't think it is. You'd still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would. We all would. And yeah. so we can't, we can't blame the actors. It's totally unjustified. But I hate them, and I want them to fail. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. Speaking of yeah, franchises <laughs> that really should not have been revived. Dungeons and Dragons, the next movie. <laughs> uh, I I will actually say I saw the D and D movie. Yeah, I did in the theater. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. We all went. I've got a. You know what? That was my wife's and my first date. Wow! <laughs> and she married you. I was on a date too when I saw it. So yeah, I'm no longer yeah. with said guy I went with, but uh, yeah. Wow. So, and we got married. <laughs> I was working at, um, at the video store. I was working at uh, um, one of the Hollywood video locations in town when that movie uh, hit uh, DVD or VHS. I can't remember which one it was, but it, it hit home video while I was working there. And 
you know, being the fact that I was an assistant manager, all staff got free rentals. So I grabbed that movie when it came out. I took it home. I watched it. I went back to work the next day and asked for my money back (laughs) (laughs) for free. It, it That's was how well, bad that was. Just one of the Jeremy well, Irons. Uh, what are we saying about oh, good yeah, actors who couldn't the... save bad movies? Jeremy Irons could do nothing for that movie. But he looked like he was having a blast. I got to give him that. Oh, he was yeah, definitely yeah. earning that paycheck. I mean, he was grinding his teeth every single scene he was in. <laughs> oh, I oh my forgotten gosh. forgotten all about this movie. The guy with the blue lipstick on for no reason. And the lightsaber yeah. battle at the end. And, and, and Thor Birch yeah. basically phoning it in for the whole film. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, oh, hey. I haven't. Uh, this film was actually made um, as an experiment by the studio to test the waters uh, for fantasy genre movies with the idea of doing Lord of the Rings. So, well, okay. So, uh, there's a little bit of history in that they actually ran out of money while they were doing this movie. So there's a lot of scenes that were planned, but they couldn't film like, uh, you know, that scene with the beholder. No, totally forgotten all of it. I'm sorry. Okay. Just... Okay. There's a, there, well, you know what a beholder is, right? Yes. I do. Let's just say yes. <laughs> for now. It's, it's a big floating ball with a bunch of eye stalks on it that can attack you and does all these weird eye attacks. Uh, you actually a, saw something like it in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, like that thing. Sort of. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. But uh, what they ended up, they were supposed to have this big fight scene between the the elf girl and uh, the Wayans uh, guy. They were supposed to fight it or something like that, and they cut all of that. Uh, the scene where they ended up in the, in the portal, and they come back arguing. There was supposed to be a fight scene there, but they cut all that. Uh, so, uh, you know... They just ran out of money. And it's funny, when I was still doing tabletop, we would always joke all the time, if we saw a beholder, we always referenced this movie. It's like, I'll just throw a rock, it'll run away. <laughs> oh, it had Richard O'Brien in. I remember that, because he was doing his Crystal Maze he was stick. Actually, he, he was actually one of the better parts of that film. He was doing the Crystal Maze. You, and, I and, love that show. So and, have you seen the Crystal Maze? I have. Yes, I, I love too. the torture that he would put people through for a little freaking plastic oh, it was crystal. huge here in the 80s. My really? parents would have people over to watch it and they'd all talk about what if we did it? We should do it. What if we were a team? And I'm thinking you don't want to do that. But mm. it was huge and they'd always no one would ever win anything. Go into this big dome and try and grab paper and no one ever did. That was the the thing that they didn't tell you. No one ever won anything. Yeah, but it's it's Richard O'Brien, and he just has that smug look on his face, and he looks so demonic. <laughs> I, I read a I read a a headline, and I'm damn it, I didn't read the article. I should have that he's going to be reprising. He, he's going to be in the Rocky Horror Show in England, the, the 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 stage play. I heard the same thing. I'm really not a fan of the Rocky Horror Show, so I didn't read any more. I've never seen the stage play. I've I've come close to doing it twice, and both times it got. It got canceled before we could get started. It was a big thing at Breton that every year they'd actually, as part of the application process for the acting course, they'd audition people and within the first couple of months of the year, put on a first year production of Rocky Horror Show. Oh, wow. Um, which I didn't see then either. Uh, I gather people <laughs> I know were in it. I, I don't know. Um, so it, it, it's almost a big thing here. 
um, but I've never been a fan. There were people mm. in my year at school that would all go. It kind of turned out for them it really was an excuse to put the clothes on and not get into trouble for it. Um, hey, well, <laughs> it is still the longest-running theatrical release ever. It's celebrating its 40th year this year, by the way. When, when I was in uh, my, my first year in college, uh, university, for those of you in the UK, uh, I was part of a shadow cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I played floor show Rocky because I was the only one that could get into out, out of just the regular Rocky outfit and into the makeup quickly enough. To get oh, up my God. Show. Well, that, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dressed up. I wasn't in the in the crew up front but i was i was dressing up to go to the shows yeah i was just dressing up as one of the generic transylvanians i want to dress up as as uh columbia so bad (laughs) (laughs) judging by your picture you'd make a great columbia you you actually you look a lot like our columbia at the time when i was in the shadow cast oh well hey there you go for those who can't see our pictures because this is you know audio and yeah <laughs> I, I never took part in any shadow cast productions of Rocky Horror. I've never gone to a live performance at all. I'm pretty sure I've only seen the movie once. I was doing a show. I I have no it it might have been an adaptation of a King Arthur show for uh my local uh community theater's youth theater. It's 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 broken up. We have the main stage, and then there's a youth theater for anyone up to like 18 years old. Um, then there's the uh, the summer theater and the uh, uh, theater in the round. There are many different uh, divisions of the theater. Back then, I was doing one of the youth shows, and during the cast party after the the uh, opening night performance, everyone decided, okay, we're gonna break out Rocky Horror. I was literally the only one in the room who had never seen it. So I was the only one in the room just sitting there trying to watch the movie while everyone around me did all of the interactions and yeah. all of the audience participations. Everyone shouting stuff out. And I, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and considering the fact that I was a fairly uh, shy, meek, um, awkward youth, this did not help me at all. It was just a thoroughly uncomfortable experience because these cast parties for the youth theater, um, I'm certain that there were some, uh, let's say, illicit beverages and perhaps more going on like behind the scenes. And then the interactions between everyone who have known each other for years and are, let's, uh, very comfortable with each other, shall we say. Mm. (laughs) And then there's me, lonely, outcast very unsure of myself it, it, it is the perfect recipe for the most uncomfortable experience of a teenager's life no doubt and it was and- centered around that movie so i don't tend to go in for the the rocky horror love that everyone else does i i will say the movie is pretty bad just watching my, my wife has seen the movie but she's never been to the movie if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh-huh. so she doesn't know what the experience is and and i've told people this before the actual Rocky Horror Picture Show is a terrible movie that deserved to bomb when it was in, you know, its first time around. It's the experience of going to it and being part of the the audience interaction that has made it the the phenomenon that it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, just, just sitting down and watching Rocky Horror on, you know, on a, on a DVD, I could enjoy it for, for nostalgic purposes. But if you compare it to the stage play, the movie just drained all of the enjoyment and fun out of the stage play and turned it into this dire 70s thing with, with uh, you know, Holocaust subtext and shit that was like, why did you do that? Uh, uh, I actually have the DVD. It was one of the anniversary editions. It has an audience participation track that you can put on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Still not the same, but I mean, you can learn the audience participation lines if you don't know them, if you've got that. But um, yeah. I've been tempted to go back because some of my, I taught high school for a year and some of my former students are in the cast here. Uh, but I'm just, I, Back when I was doing it as a teenager, there were a few, you know, 40 and 50 year old people, mostly guys that came to see it. And they were really freaking sad. And I just don't want to be that dude in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in, um, interest in moving us along, I'm going to drag us off movie news now, if that's okay. Sure. And talk about the uh, I've, I've actually pulled up the top 10 movies at the box office this week for the US and the UK. And cool. if there's anything you want to mention or talk about or have a go at or whatever, or I'm interested to compare the differences in the two nations as well. Um, okay. So I'm going to start at the beginning because we're not. This is not a tense thing. The pop, most popular movie in both countries is Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, and I'm kind of surprised because I don't want to see two hours of an old man believing he's 25 still. That's where I am with it. Uh- I saw the first Mission Impossible movie, and uh, spoiler, <laughs> the, the fact that they made Jim Phelps the bad guy pissed me off so much, I haven't seen another one. Right, fair enough. Oh, oh, Peter Graves was pissed about it, yeah. believe it or not. Didn't he walk mm-hmm. out or something, as the story Something went. like that, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know, Rick, you are not the only person to hold that opinion. Uh, there are a lot of original Mission Impossible fans who uh, were very turned off of the film because of that. I was too. And another, the other thing I couldn't get is how did he bag a, a chick that beautiful to be his wife? But hey! <laughs> it was a bit mental, wasn't it? Uh, um, if it were Peter Graves, I might have bought it. But John Voight? I don't know. It, it was just so predictable and trite. And, and and it would be like if, if in Star Trek the Motion Picture it turned out that Kirk was behind Viger. Oh, now that would have made the film more interesting, but well. <laughs> I see your point. I see your point. I totally get it. Well, I'm I'll see it on Netflix. I'm not, you know, rushing out. Now, number two in America, it's not out here yet, is Vacation. What what is the buzz around this? Cause it's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. But it has it has Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo in. It's it's a continuation, isn't it? Because Ed Helms it, is playing Rusty Griswold. Hang on. Okay. What? That I, I did not yeah. know. I, I've not been keeping up on the news for this particular film because I just, I wasn't interested in it. But that, I, it, and this doesn't change my mind. I still have zero interest in it. But now <laughs> that tells me it's, it's a sequel. It's a continuation of the series rather than just a straight reboot. Yeah. But still i believe wholly unnecessary the the summary on imdb says rusty griswold takes his own family on a road trip to wally world in order to spice things up with his wife and reconnect with his sons it's ed helms and christina applegate 
Chris Hemsworth's wow. in it. Um, and a few other people you'd recognize. And I've just heard nothing about it. But it's the second most popular film in the US this weekend. More so yeah. than Ant-Man, which I still haven't seen, but want to very much. <laughs> We've already discussed Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still the only person in the world that didn't like that movie. <laughs> Pixels is at number five in the US. Why are people going to see it? My God. Because we have no taste in this country. Fair enough. It's not out here yet. We'll see. We'll do well here. Don't worry. People will go and see it. Uh, Trainwreck, that's not out here. Um, is that Amy, what's her name? Amy Schumer. Oh, is that Amy Schumer's new movie? Oh, okay. Right. Because, mm-hmm. right? You guys are that talking about good. Amy Schumer a lot. And I read a lot of things about Amy Schumer. And everyone in this country says, who? You know, she, I've, I've got to say, it, I, th- I think she's very funny. I think she's funny, but, and this may get me in trouble, I don't know. It seems like she is purposely trying to go out of her way to be offensive. It, it's kind of like Sarah Silverman. When Sarah Silverman is clever, I think she's hilarious. When she's talking into a microphone with her pussy, I don't think she's funny. See, this is the weird crossover thing uh, for different humors. Sarah Silverman was booed off stage here. I think she's appalling. Um, and yeah, Amy Schumer, I, do, I have no opinion about it because I've never seen her ever on anything ever at all. What does she do? What is she in? Why, why she, is she She's famous? a stand-up comedian and, and she's got a movie and she's, she's very much a feminist comedian. Right. Um, and... In a lot of ways, I like her work, but in a lot in a lot of ways, it also. And I realize I'm, I may be being a little double standard here because, but but you know, but not really because George Carlin would do the same shit, and you know, every now and then he would just throw something into his routines, just to go. I just said a bad word, and it should shock you. Yeah, and I never liked it when he did it either. But then he would go off on a you know on a twenty minute thing that was just all clever and 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 made you think. Um, I think she's great when she's being, when she's being clever, when she's just being, I'm going to shock you because I can, that does that, but that may just be me. I just keep seeing lots of news stories of Amy Schumer said this and now she's done that. And who the fuck is she? Yeah. I didn't know who she was either. I'm with you, Rich. (laughs) Just no idea who she is at all in the slightest. And it's very odd. She managed to piss off Lucasfilm. Uh, She did a, a, a photo spread in Vogue where she was doing a lot of sexy stuff with Star Wars characters. I saw that. All, you know, they- R2-D2 and C-3PO and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. No human actors. Uh, and Lucasfilm's like, we did not authorize this. We don't think this is funny, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't know. It was, it was fine. Fair enough. Uh, the, the big thing about Trainwreck is that's the film that a couple of weeks ago when it premiered, uh, yet another nutcase went into the theater with a gun and shot to a mm, bunch of people mm-hmm, before he shot mm-hmm. himself. Ah. Yeah. And I saw an excellent article. I hadn't put two and two together because I just saw the name Trainwreck and didn't really pay attention to what it was. Everybody was going, we have no idea what this guy's motivation was. And yet he has a history of being a misogynist and a white supremacist and all this other bullshit. And he goes into a movie that's by and starring a major feminist comedian and shoots two women. And everyone's going, what was his motivation? And everybody, and anyone with a brain is going, derp. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, directed by Judd Apatow. Uh, hmm. 
that yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna i know I'm nothing not, else about the film i have no idea yeah. what it's about <laughs> i'm not gonna see it it's directed uh, by know, judd apatow i'm not life's too short uh, the only thing i know about it it's she gets together with this guy and it turns out she doesn't like him but he keeps coming back and acting like they're still dating or something like that it's the reverse of a clingy girlfriend right mm, yeah. i think that's what it's about it's 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 the clingy so from the women's point of view right okay i think uh, um i uh, i could be mistaken i'm never gonna say it <laughs> just, just <laughs> after, i i watched funny people yeah that, that's where you lost me but that there was a lie in half of your title. It definitely involved people. The rest was a lie, and had Adam Sandler. And I'm not going over that shit again. Oh. You know, <laughs> so you lost me. That's it. We're done. We're done, Judd. Done. Um, Minion seems to be doing quite well, and I want to see that because I watched Despicable Me Two this week and loved every damn frame of that movie. Hmm. Uh, I, um, I I can imagine loving it even more if I was seven, but. I I thought it was just a wonderful, wonderful film, and I want a minion. Did you see the big one that attacked Dublin last week? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. There are some fantastic photos of that on the web. Like Something like a 40-foot inflatable minion got loose and went roaming through Dublin. Um, that's Look that up, people. Um, I, I think there might be something wrong with me, honestly, when it comes to this, because after all these years that they've been out, and even considering the fact that I live half of my days with a nine-year-old in the house, I haven't seen either of the Despicable Me movies, haven't seen Minions, not going to see Minions. And it's even to the point where if I see a Minion show up in a meme image on Facebook, and they are literally everywhere on Facebook, I will just move right on past that post. I don't care who put it up. I don't care what you have to say. I see a Minion, I'm just moving past it. Fair because enough. You've had... I, so, there's too many of them yeah but they all have names which is brilliant <laughs> there's kevin and Stuart and bob and dave and they're all they've all got names it's i loved it scott scott it's not just you sorry i, I yes. my my little one is too little for these movies my eldest is too old for them and so uh -huh. i have yet to see either despicable me movie and i have two minion toys in this house from happy meals that my kid doesn't play with, but every time I bump into the fucking box they're in, it scares the shit out of me at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night because they talk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, uh, both of, uh -oh. both of the movies are here. I, we have both of the Despicable Me movies on the shelf. They're, they're, and they're, still, it's never come up. They're really nice movies. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was I've good. seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. It's just a I, bit I've of been fun. afraid to watch them because I love Steve Carell. And I'm so afraid he that when, when Despicable Me came out, I was afraid he'd hit that point that almost all comedians that go into movies hit where, like, you know, uh, Will Ferrell hit it, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, all of them. They're great for a few movies, and then they hit that spot where they just keep doing the same shtick over and over again. Uh, no, it's actually him with, what is it, a German or a Russian accent? It's a made-up sort of Eastern terrorist, European <laughs> kind of evil supervillain voice. It, it's kind of a cross between all kinds of accents. Uh, but it's, no, it's if even if you don't like the movie, I don't think it would be fair to say that they'd make you think badly of Steve Carell. Okay. Who I, 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 I'm sure the day will come when I won't be able to escape them anymore, but that day has not yet arrived. It will happen. It will happen. 
I should say publicly, I have no children and therefore I'm not sick of anything, really, except, <laughs> except MasterChef. But there you go. It's not on at the moment. It's not on. It's, it's a peaceful part of the year. Anyway, that's, so that's, that's sort of a top 10 look at things. There's a couple of other things that are in there that I've not heard of, really, and that aren't out here, like Paper Towns and Southpaw. Oh, is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, yeah. it is. Ah, yeah. I might see that at some point. None of these at the cinema, though, I hasten to add. <laughs> the one, the bizarre bit of the top ten, actually, just before we leave it, is that number eight in this country is The Empire Strikes Back. Really? Yeah. It is currently mm. being done by the secret cinema people and is is doing better at the box office than Ted 2, which is on general release. <laughs> that actually sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that has made my day. Yeah. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is number eight. Ted two, number nine. And yeah, the the Empire Strikes Back, I believe, is is just done at this secret cinema thing. It's a- well, okay. Speaking of super cinema, uh, super sequels that are becoming out, they just announced Zoolander two. Oh, which, didn't like the first which, one. Which, uh, well, okay, Zoolander two. There's they put a trailer on the begin on the beginning of uh, the new Mission Impossible movie. That's where people first saw it. Um, I saw it actually uh, the next day on a TV show, and then I immediately went to YouTube to watch it. It's just a little teaser with uh, Ben Stiller looking into the camera with a Zoolander of hair and everything. And uh, the, probably the funniest part about it was where they, they you know, the announcer guy is like, oh, Zoolander is back and all this. And then they put Zoolander with the two as the Z. Right. And he's like, why is my name with the two and you know is it a Zoolander two and they put the I I and he's like now it's Zoolander I I. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. It's coming out in February, but um, I actually like the first movie. I have to say it. I am a Zoolander fan. Another movie with John Voight in it. Oh yeah. Gosh, it says Lewis Hamilton. Have a shameful- Sorry, Lewis Hamilton is in this movie. It's very bizarre. Oh, he's, he's becoming a fashion person, isn't he? That's what it is. Kanye West, Justin Bieber. These are some of my favorite people in the world. Kim Kardashian. Kanye West is in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to not see that. I know. <laughs> well, they're probably going to be caricatures of themselves, because uh, you know how Ben Stiller is. Kanye yeah, West Kanye is a caricature such a sense of, of humor himself. about himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's just... A, I just have trouble <laughs> with anyone who tolerates him as a person. Like, you know, if you treat him like he's a human, like the rest of us, I, I can't see him like that. He's a sort of, not sub but, thing, just a different thing. He's not like us, I don't think. He's a different creature. I, I don't know, but I've, around, at least around the people I hang out with, we quote Zoolander all the time. They're in the computer? You know, it's like, what is this? Something, something for ants, you know. <laughs> we just do it all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's just my folks I hang out with. We just love that movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Now you love what you love. That's that's fine. <laughs> I have a shameful confession. I've never seen Zoolander. It's not awful. I, it's, it's not I mean, awful. It's it's Ben Stiller. Is you know he's essentially a brainless male model, and that's that's the whole that's point. It. Yeah, basically. I've only seen two Ben Stiller movies that I liked, and I will grant you that I love them. And that's Mystery Men and the Royal Tenenbaums. 
Mystery Men I li- I really liked because it's a co- it's kind of a comic book. Actually, it is a comic book movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was also at the height of my love for Jeannie Garofalo before she stepped off into the real deep end of the left wing nut jobs. Yeah, she isn't even doing movies anymore. No. Really. I mean, I loved her stand up. You know, anytime someone accuses me of of being prejudiced against right wing nut jobs, I just point out I used to adore Jeannie Garofalo, but she went way too far for me. She's in uh, was- the Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp series. Oh, well, okay. Which yeah. is definitely worth a watch. <laughs> really? I will say, yes. Um, I'm g- going to drag us along again just to see how this goes. I know we sort of briefly all discussed this, but so briefly, and I'm just dragging us along to see what happens. Um, we, the the idea of talking about anything interesting we might have found on Netflix in the last week. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I tried. <laughs> you, Go ahead. You tried, but didn't I find tried, well, I, wa- I ended up watching Michael Keaton's Batman for the first time from start to finish for the first time in about 20 years. Fair enough. Wow. Fair uh, enough. It's, it's still a great movie with a really bad person playing Batman. <laughs> my my no, problem is... I, I liked Michael Keaton playing yeah. I liked him as Bruce Wayne. I never bought him as Batman. It was the first film hmm. I was allowed to watch underage. It holds a very significant place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first movie in the UK to receive a 12 certification, and I was 11. That was that was a, the first and only time that happened until I was actually 18. No one really believes me when I tell that as a story. Like, no, I didn't see an 18th certificate film until I was 18. That's that's really the truth. Who remembers um, the American rating for that film? It was PG-13. Was it? it? See, we didn't have we didn't have that rating at the time. We had we went straight from PG to 15. Uh, and the, Wait, what? Batman came out after Jurassic Park? No, way no, before. before. Oh. Jurassic, Jurassic Park in, was what created the PG. No, no, wait. No, 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 it was no, Indiana Red Jones, Dawn. wasn't it? Red, no, it was Indiana Jones and Red Dawn. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, that's right. It was Temple of Doom and Red Dawn, which came out like that's what a week right. or two of, within each other. And since they were both so violent, I think Indiana Jones specifically was the heart pull scene. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Red Dawn, it was, you know, the whole movie. Red Dawn, um, yeah. <laughs> See, for Jurassic Park, we got the 12A certificate invented because the 12 was too severe. 12 means you must be 12 to see this film, end of. 12A means you sh- if you're not 12, you can go with your mum and dad. But you've got to go with your mum and dad. Um, if you're over 12, you can see it on your own. And so that was Jurassic Park that did that. It's like, well, but it's dinosaurs. He's 10. He wants to see it. Like, but it will scare the shit out of him. Oh, he'll be fine with me. Well, you take him in then. And that's that was the, the idea behind that certification, you see. Oh, PG-13 over here has always been, um, uh, you have to have a parent with you to get in under 13. But if you're over 13, you can see it alone. Yeah, same, same uh, thing. We just went for 12. Right. Cl- and clearly, English when- children are much more sophisticated. Obviously. By a year. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, now, when, when the original Batman 89 came out in the theaters, I was 10 years old, and I do remember seeing it in the theater. My father took uh, my brother and I, and I thought it was the best thing ever. The best. The following yeah, I, Christmas, when it came out on home video, that was one of my gifts. And I do not think that I was able to wait even 10 minutes before getting it into a television somewhere. You know, a Batman, the original 
Tim Burton Batman was the first movie I specifically remember. It was still in the theater when it hit video shelves. Oh, wow. The only one I remember that happening with is the Full Monty. Well, over there. And over yeah. here, we got Full Monty way later. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, I remember with the Full Monty, I took a girl on a date to see that film two weeks after it came out on video. Because it was just, <laughs> it was on at the cinema literally for over a year. Um, and with living up north as well, it just was always on here. We'd just go every weekend to go and see the Full Monty. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, well, I, do you know what I've remembered now? My thing was a Netflix thing, which was about the air ducts. Do you remember that way back at the beginning? I said I was going to talk yes. about the air ducts. <laughs> I actually watched the ABCs of Death 2 the other day, and I had no idea what it was about. I just watched so much crap on Netflix, I click on anything at random. Um, but sometimes it's it's just weird. And what this was is a. Have either have any of you seen the ABCs of Death? No, I've not heard of this. Right, I've heard little pot of horrors talk about them, but I haven't seen them. Well, it, it was a horror film as such, but with no cohesive narr narrative throughout. It's basically twenty six short films by twenty six directors who are given total freedom and are assigned a letter of the alphabet, and so you end up with 26 short movies in which someone will get killed in each one, but it, it's, they vary vastly in style and content and how upsetting they are and how political they are and all kinds of things. The f to give you an example, um, the first one starts out, we see a, a guy getting ready. He's doing an assassination. He's packing a bag full of guns and equipment. He's got a, black and white photograph of the guys to hit that sort of thing and we see him sort of planning it out in his mind where he's going to blow out the power in the building crawl through the air vent jump out silently shoot everyone and just disappear and then we see the real life this is him going to do the job when he gets up into the air ducts and they're tiny and full of crap and cockroaches <laughs> and screws sticking through and he starts crawling along this tiny space and he gets a screw through his hand as he's crawling along and his shoelaces get caught on stuff and he <laughs> dies in the air vent trying to get there um <laughs> because that, okay. that's what would happen because they're not shiny clean and huge like they were in the bit where we saw you imagining it no they're full of dirt and dust and foul crap and nasty stuff and the the the, the ending of the thing is three weeks like we cut to three weeks later and we see the guys complaining uh, he was sent to hit complaining that there's this foul smell in the building and uh, the maintenance guy in the background pulls this body out of the air vent and uh, the gun still in the hand of this body flies off and ends up going off and shooting the guy who's there to hit fade to black put out the words <laughs> a is for amateur and it's oh. like oh that was genius that was <laughs> that was brilliant i like what you did there and that's basically the structure of the entire film you then move on to another short film where the guy's being given b and it becomes about you find yourself guessing what the word is going to be at the end you know it's you know it's letter that it starts with and you know some are funny some are just disturbing uh allison got to g before she turned it off which i think was a bit wussy but you know you, she can't be told and uh, it's yeah it's worth a watch so that's that's where my thing for the air vents came from and it's on netflix okay so, you know, anyone can go and watch it. I, I'm realizing now that I'm looking at Canadian Netflix and I don't know which Netflix I saw it on. 
but it's there anyway. And okay. it, it might be worth a watch. Might be, you might get th- be prepared to fast forward through a few of the things because there might be some you just don't like off the bat. I don't like the animation ones, but that's just my personal taste. Mm-hmm. Some people might like them. So that was my weird Netflix find of this week. Much better than Children of the Corn Four. <laughs> they made four of those. No, God, no. Oh, they made, they made far that. more than four. Far more than four. <laughs> I just watched number four. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how many I'm were made. So someone else go ahead with their Netflix. Go ahead, Rick. No, he's I, he, I had, he had, it's you, Jen. If you've got anything, Batman. Oh me. Well, um, in my case, I've actually started watching an anime that that I've been meaning to watch for ages and ages and ages. So it's not technically a movie. No, that's a movie. Oh, an anime. Can't you have an yeah, anime like ser- movie? An anime series. All right. What is it? It's called uh, um, Attack on Titan. Heard of it. My wife just brought the uh, one of the manga. 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 Yeah. Uh, and they're doing uh, a live action film of it. Yeah, I heard. Uh, but uh, there's it's, all, it's only one season so far. They're talking about doing a second season of it probably later this year. But um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I haven't even finished it yet. Uh, I've only watched a couple episodes. But uh, to give you kind of an idea, um, it's this village that's in the middle of nowhere with these people in it. And they're, uh, they got a big wall around the entire village. And what's happening is these giant people... That you show, you see a picture of these people. It's like, holy crap! They're like, they're giant. The that's the Titans, right? They have these really weird faces, and they wear no clothes, and they have no genitals. Okay, <laughs> it's scary right there. But they come up to the building. The reason they have the walls around it is to keep these giant people out. And these people are trying to fend off these giants and the giants they found a way over the wall and they're eating the people inside the village and the the whole plot from what i'm gathering is it's about them defending against these t- giant people who are coming in to eat them and it's supposed to, there's supposed to be a twist to it but i haven't gotten Th- that this far sounds yet. like just the most bizarre thing ever in the world Welcome to Japan, dude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, just finally on Netflix, am I the only one who at least sort of two, three times a month finds himself scrolling through a list thinking, God, I've seen everything on this list, Netflix. Why are you, no, you're not why alone. Are you, you're- you, why are you suggesting these things to me? Only to realize you're on the watch it again list. And they know full well you've <laughs> oh, seen it. I haven't got that, no, but I've, I've pretty much every time I scroll through, I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. <laughs> I don't find myself scrolling through the watch it again list, but every time that it comes up onto the screen, I find myself thinking, Ooh, do I want to watch that today? It, oh, I've seen the that. watch it again list. I, I make on principle. I don't choose anything from watch it again because there's too much on Netflix for me to go back and repeat stuff. Having said that two of the three series I'm currently watching on Netflix are repeats that I've already seen. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm involved in two separate podcasts that require me to watch stuff. Uh, and I've only got a couple hours a night to watch things that don't involve whimsical animated creatures or people in animal costumes. <laughs> so, that might be another uh, podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, although I, I would like to say, you know, granted, it's been off for a while now because they're, they're working on the second season. Uh, Daredevil was freaking awesome. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. More to come from that, won't um, there? Soon. And yeah, all other yeah. kinds of things. Before we call an end to this show, there is something we need to talk about. Okay. And I know we're kind of running long here, but we cannot not talk about the Deadpool trailer. Okay. Very happy to talk about that. Um, do, do we want to close with the with the Deadpool trailer? And um, can I slip in my Netflix stuff before we get to Oh, sorry. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd done it. And now, of course you haven't. Sorry. Go for it. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, what I've been doing is um, I've split up my Netflix watching mainly into um, uh, series that I watch for different situations. If I need some background noise, like if I'm doing some Photoshop work, then I've been putting on Arrested Development. Um, I never did make it through the fourth season, the Netflix original season. Um, so starting from the beginning, I'm going to just go all the way through. I'm not going to stop until I get to the end of the series. Um, when it's time for me to go to sleep, and if, if it's, you know, in the middle of the day, and if I'm the only one in the room that I've been throwing the West Wing on, because I'm very, very familiar with the whole series. I've seen it several times. So it's nothing new that's going to engage me, and, and it will just lull me to sleep with the with the dialogue. And there's never a whole lot of you know, loud explosions or, or gunfire. Um, if I have time and I want to watch something new, then I did, a couple weeks ago, I... Uh, finally because i'd literally forgotten that it was there to watch um but i'd never made it a point to watch torchwood really? so i started i started that a few weeks ago how, how have so you sorry. found how have you found torchwood <laughs> now, i i've been enjoying it personally mm. okay. that won't last yeah that won't last no i i have heard mm. um some not so uh, positive things about the what did, what, were they were they TV movies that they made after what was it four seasons and then they did a couple movies is that what it was something like yeah, that yeah they did, they did you like know that little... abusive you know that abusive spouse metaphor yeah. Rich was using yeah earlier? <laughs> uh-huh it, it, I, yeah, yeah. It, the only thing I found it really had going for it was I, th- I quite like the Welsh girl in it but that that yeah, was she was good she was good I, but, that, yeah. that was pretty much it. And no, well, I, I didn't it, necessarily it, like a performance because I, well, I, sh- I, I thought I she was quite m- fit. Most people were it. mainly watching it for Barrowman and whoever he would make out with that week. Um, I, I honestly <laughs> think Captain Jack Harkness <laughs> is one of the most, pot- as a character, so potentially much better than he ever was on screen or any episode of anything ever. Just, mm-hmm. I have, I so agree with you, Rich. I. John Barrowman, from all I've been able to see, is a wonderful human being, is a magnificent, sweet, helpful, friendly, wonderful guy, but I hate everything he's ever done. Fair enough. I just think he's terrible. With, with uh, that being with that being the case, Rick, I would recommend um, you know in a couple of years when you have a spare hour to watch something new, um, I would recommend giving Arrow a try. I don't like him in Arrow. I do Aww. not like him in Arrow. I think he's trying too hard in that show. I tried to wa- well. I started watching Arrow. I watched the first four episodes and loved it, and then went. There's four seasons for me to catch up on. I don't have that much time. Hey, Flash, is only, Flash is only one season <laughs> so far. <laughs> it's a miracle and, and, I watched Daredevil. I was really not going to, 
And then I was like, well, everybody's raving about it. And so I watched it and it pulled me in. And then I was watching four episodes a night and going to bed at two in the morning and getting up at four thirty. <laughs> that's now, that's Netflix. Arrow is heading into its fourth season uh, in like a month or two, whenever the, the, the new season begins. That's going to be the fourth one. So there's only three. I think Netflix probably only has the first two right now, but I, I'm enjoying it. I think the show is really well done and they spun off with the flash, which is also great. Um, and I have been enjoying John Barrowman's performance on arrow. It's, it's nice to see him do a villainous turn after having seen him on doctor who, um, and in watching him in, in Torchwood, I got to the end of the first season and I really enjoyed how the final scene of the season, the, the series one finale of Torchwood, um, it, literally fed you right into the opening scene of uh the doctor who episode uh promised land i think is what it was the name of that one um it that began the three episode uh finale for um uh, for whichever season of doctor who that was martha jones final season mm. mm-hmm. well rich is also pissed at their set designer he, well yeah <laughs> yes, you rem- yeah. <laughs> they stole the doors from DS9, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they like, did. What the hell? Oh, I, I, I thought I was the only. I thought I was the only one who recognized no. that. It's like they literally went to Universal or wherever it was made. Sorry, would it be CBS? Doesn't I don't care. They went there. They stole the doors from the set of Deep Space Nine and put them in Torchwood. <laughs> well, there you go. Credible sci-fi. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. Hated it. Didn't like it. Didn't, uh, you know, but Doctor, the whole Doctor Who thing is something that I've enjoyed more over recent years. I didn't like the Russell T. Davis years at all. At, really? I really I, I'm, I'm exactly the opposite. really didn't like his work as a writer in the side. I enjoyed them. I, I do like, um, uh, no, okay, Richard, help me out. Pronunciation of his last name, Stephen Moffat. 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 Muffet. Muffet. Okay. Like Muffet. With that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just wondering if we would get a couple different pronunciations and I was not disappointed. Um, I like his sensibilities with, uh, with Dr. Who, but at the same time, I did appreciate a lot of the things that uh, Davies brought to it. I, I wasn't just a pure hater of all his stuff. Um, I, I liked a lot of it, not all of it, but I did like quite a bit. Um, but I will be the first one to admit that during the Russell T Davies years, usually my favorite episodes from those times were written by Moffat. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. I will agree to that. He's actually a wonderful writer. He's a wonderful writer, except for female characters. He has this weird problem with female characters and, you know, some of them he writes really well. Other ones he writes as such bimbos that I just want to, you know, just, pull my hand through the screen and it's such a shame that Clara is one of the ones he can't write for. However, this rabbit hole yeah. is several hours long. It is. Let's get back <laughs> out and finally, Dude, let's, let's talk about Deadpool. Deadpool. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> personally speaking as a Deadpool fan, I am very excited by this. Everything about this project says it, I'm going to like it to me. 
I've not I've mm-hmm. not got a single red flag about anything. Hearing Ryan Reynolds talk about it, as much as I wish he would go on fire, he's there and he's, <laughs> he's doing the right thing. And he's I think yeah, I think this is finally the character he should be playing. He's clearly such a fan of the character, whether or not he's making this film. Um mm-hmm. I, I you know, and so he's clearly somebody who should be doing this. Uh and I, I th- from the trailer, I, I think it looks great. I, I really do. I liked everything about the trailer. I had never even heard of Deadpool until about three years ago when suddenly he was just all over the internet. Uh, I've never read an episode. I've, I've never read a copy of, of any of his stories. Uh, obviously, he wasn't a cartoon character on TV, so I'd never seen any of that. Uh, he's, been a, he's been a cartoon. He has. Huh? I've seen that. And you kind of like, really? how are you making Deadpool be a cartoon? What have, <laughs> okay. what have you done? But they pulled it off. It um, was a, uh-huh. a Spider-Man one. I think oh, Spider-Man, okay. un- Spider-Man Unlimited, he showed up yeah. uh, with, with what I think is, is really a great example of how you can pull off Deadpool being kid friendly. Is just the clever jokes. It's he and Spider Man are on screen and they're talking with each other. They're going to team up for something. And Spider Man says, "We have to be careful. There might be booby traps." And then there's Deadpool. <laughs> Booby. You, said, you, you said trap. <laughs> Actually, I just realized the first time I heard of Deadpool was Wolverine Origins with that weird ass yeah bastardization um, of Deadpool. They fucked that it up. Awful. I'm so sorry. I'm so that was sorry. Awful. Actually, I want to, well, I want to point out something that you you really have to watch. There's there's this one guy who does these YouTube videos, and he does all with with action figures. Okay. Uh, well, his actual channel is called "It's Some Random Guy" or something like that, and he did this one, and it was a cop drama, Deadpool and Rorschach. Oh God! <laughs> I saw that. I remember it. Rorschach's yes. Deadpool. <laughs> There's a theme song you can get as a ringtone and all this other stuff. It's all a ringtone. You know, so it's hilarious. You have to watch it. It's, oh my God. Yeah, Rorschach and Deadpool. Uh, well, the reason, the reason I mentioned that I'd never heard of Deadpool until relatively recently is that, you know, I saw that, that kind of, that kind of uh, uh, proof of concept trailer that came out last year. Uh, you know, with the with the, the CGI Deadpool and the, the and the cars rolling around and stuff, the um, quote unquote leaked sizzle reel. Yeah, leak my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing leaks anymore. Uh, but and I was like, oh, this this looks like fun. And of course, I'd seen all the memes and stuff, and I, I was starting to get a handle on the character. But I saw that trailer the other day, and I was like, honey, you gotta come watch this. This is fucking awesome. And then. Talking about being a potty mouth, when we saw the Fantastic Four yesterday, they ran a an age appropriate version of that trailer mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all of the all of the bad words taken out. He needs his bad words. Yeah, he really does. Mm-hmm. the The line "I'm touching myself tonight" makes that fucking trailer. <laughs> yes, and it was not in the in, in the, the 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 sanitized version. See, this is the point. He's always been a character that is. I mean, I don't know how familiar. You, well, you said you're not familiar with the comic book, but he's aware that he's in a comic book, and mm-hmm. and yeah. breaks the fourth wall to talk to you all the time. And there will even be I, times when characters in the comic book ask him who he's talking to. 
<laughs> it, it's, I've heard I, other podcasts describe it as uh, Deadpool's uh, arch nemesis is the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was a tweet or a post on Facebook, but somebody fairly recently said something along the lines of if Stan Lee does a cameo in the Deadpool movie, he should recognize him. Yes, he should. <laughs> yes, there he should. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So actually, did you know? Did you know Stanley has not been in every single Marvel movie? Well, only the ones that Marvel owns. I'm now going to see if he's in this one. He might he, be, he, but he's, he's he was not, not in the Fantastic Four. He was in all three X Men, all three original X Men. Yeah, he's in the Spider Man movies too. Uh, but he was not in Punisher, the original, the Thomas Jane <laughs> Punisher. He was not in that no. one. He's not showing up on the cast list of uh, Deadpool either. That might be too little too raunchy for him, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. He's very old now as well. You've I, I just got to give the studio props for, for having the, 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 uh, the, the intestinal fortitude to do a, an R-rated superhero film. Mm. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, investors shitting themselves, worrying about well, this. Well, I, 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 I think I mean, it's they, go- they, They've done it before. I mean, hello, Blade. Well, yeah. <laughs> But that, there is the I audience for no Stanley cameos. Mm. There is the audience for this. I think that's all it boils down to. The studios don't care what they make. They'll make anything. All they want to know is more people will pay to see it than it will cost them to make it. That's it. Well, you know what's you know what's funny? Uh, have you ever seen the Kentucky Fried movie? And ride with me on this. This, this yes. plays in. I haven't, but I'm <laughs> yes. familiar with it. Okay, it, it's it's a brilliant, hilarious film from the seventies. And back then, when I, when, you know, in my formative years, I remember this. There's a scene where uh, it's a, it's a, uh, an executive sitting at a desk, and he, it's just him, you know, one shot him looking at the camera, and he says, uh, "You know, I'd like to take a moment from the film to to talk to you all about, you know, demographics and mar- market research, et cetera, et cetera." And the, and you know, our our studies have shown that R-rated films generally make m- more money than others. So we at this movie would like just like to take a moment to say fuck you and go on because it used to be one fuck was all you needed to get in our rating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then somewhere in the in the mid in the late 80s the 90s something like that our rated film suddenly became anathema and that's when you started getting horror films with a pg-13 and, yeah. and uh you know stuff getting sanitized to the point of this is boring because they're afraid to cross a line and i think Hopefully, that if Deadpool does well, we might see that pendulum swing back again to where we studios realize it already. Did. I mean, already did. Hmm? Well, they, we already did. I mean, the, look at the Hangover movies. That first Hangover movie Without is you? the highest. Oh, well, okay, the first Hangover movie is, of course, R-rated, and it's the highest-grossing R-rated movie ever. Or is it the highest-grossing R-rated comedy? I can't remember. One of the two, and and it's doing. It did very well, even though it had an R rating. So I think it is already starting to swing back that way. That would be great because I was really getting tired of of seeing punches pulled in the theaters. Mm. Now me too, me too. Um, hopefully it will go back that way. I'm with you. Well, we have to call time on this. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, my wife is being very. While you were talking about Attack on Titan, I snuck out to see if my wife was cool with me staying on for another twenty minutes. Yeah, so. I, I came up here at nine p.m. It's now ten fifty-five. Um, I told Alison, I don't know, about an hour probably. So, yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even go through the whole list of what we had. I, know. I mean, we still got 
Well, well, some of this stuff is pretty weak sauce, to be to be honest. We're good. We're, I'm happy Another with Robin this. Another Robin Hood movie. Who gives a shit? Yeah, mm. oh, it's good. So, well, it's been. This has been awesome. I've really enjoyed doing this show. Yeah, and this is going to be a good one. We're going to. Rec- mm-hmm. I will say to the audience. So, we're going to record ideally live at 9 p.m. UK time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern time. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yes. Um, I've been doing lots of time zone stuff this week, so my head's all over the place. Was the chat room open? <laughs> the chat room was open. Was anyone there? Just one person, two people. Oh, they've gone now. I, I'm sorry. I forgot to look. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize. So that's live every week at simplysyndicated.com. There's a, is, does it say live or radio? I don't know. It's uh, On the new version, it will say live, and that's what I'm looking at. So. This is a button. You'll find it. You're all clever people. Um, we can have an email address. I suppose simply syndicated movie news at simply syndicated.com. Uh, no, that's too long. Movie news. <laughs> movie there we news go. at simply syndicated.com. That's better. <laughs> that's much better. So you can email us in and stuff and other things. Just, you know, pay attention to Twitter and stuff because things will happen as we think of them. Um, that's probably the best thing to do. And check out all the shows on simplysyndicated.com featuring these fine people like Jen on Tech It or Leave It or Rick on everything. Everything. <laughs> Ray Guns and Go Go Boots, White Star 5, which will be back soon. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, the 7 Chevron. We're finally back on in production on the 7 Chevron, the Stargate show. Yeah. Um, I just listened last night. Be- Cool. And, uh, and uh, Max Q, which is our space program show, which will be starting very soon. Awesome. And Scott on White Star 5 and other things coming soon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The, the, occasion, the occasional movies you should see. Um, White Star 5 will be resuming production. Um, this show, obviously. and um, Really cool. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I, I, I'm still trying to put together a, a, a pitch for a solo show. So uh, Yeah, and we'll be starting a comic book show as we're talking about all these comic book so movies. Much. It will be a comic book show yeah. that will be coming out here in about a month called Excelsior, speaking of Stanley. And, um, movies you yeah, should so, see is coming back as well. You'll, yes. you'll all be on that. It's so oh. busy, so much stuff. And it's all on simplysyndicated.com. <laughs> uh, that's my official professional plug done. So I suppose <laughs> all that remains to say is thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. 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 I'll cut that together at the end. Don't all right. <laughs>